and welcome back to another episode of the Elise Yeezy Show. I'm your host, Elise Yeezy, and I'm with my friend, Rob. I don't know why I paused then. That was really <laughs> passive aggressive. You don't have to keep saying friend that way. My mate, my good friend, yeah. if you would believe that, Rob. So what should we talk about today? You have an anecdote. I do. <laughs> Let's begin with an anecdote. And this kind of stuff always happens to me. I just attract odd people. I don't know what it is. I, I do know it is. It's because I kind of like egg them on a little bit. I was getting a cab back to mine the other day. And this cabbie, he didn't say anything for most of the trip. Um, but he was just listening to rock music. And then we were going through like East London and it was Monday. So the clubs were back open. People were out drinking, having a laugh. So then he just starts talking about, you know, the lockdowns and how he perceived it all to be a waste of time. And I was like, oh, okay. Because I don't like, I don't know. You know, when people are just talking and being maybe a bit, hmm. I don't know how to describe it. I'm not going to, if I don't know a person, I'm not going to confront them on like their nonsense. I will egg it on a little bit and be like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Because I want to see like the natural extension of the conversation where it progresses. Here's where it progressed. He started talking about politicians and how he hates all of them. And then about paedophiles and pedo rings and how a uh, popular pop star might be a paedophile. And I was like, okay, wow, yeah. And then, so I paid for my fare and I had to sit in this cab for 10 minutes whilst he ranted at me about like pedo rings and the industry and that kind of thing. And then he turns out of nowhere and just goes, do you know about the Illuminati? And I was like, yeah, I'm well acquainted with the Illuminati. All right, this is my bread and butter. And he was like, Holly Willoughby, she's in the Illuminati. She was doing the all seeing eye thing the other day. And then he started going on about vaccinations and stuff and i decided to nope out of that car but that was nice that was i don't do anything these people just find me and start talking of all the people holly willoughby holly willoughby is in the illuminati she's in the know yeah she knows what's what's holly willoughby she knows what's really going on she's up there with like the whole lady gaga illuminati stuff yeah well i have a connecting thing that happened to me just today and i waited for this i saw a guy he he was masked up, so I only saw sort of the top of the nose up. But I thought I recognised him from somewhere. Pretty sure, coming up the northern line, David Icke. I checked his hands, and he was holding his hands the way David, because he's got What do massive... you mean? How do you know anything about how David Icke holds his hands? Because he's, arthrit- he's got really bad arthritis in both his hands. Oh, I'm sorry. So he has, sorry, uh... David. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it came up in one of the, the YouTube videos I saw years ago. And he's no, like, he, he does, he, he that's does why hold he them. stops playing football. Sorry, yeah. so I know all the lore about David Icke. That's why yeah, he stopped yeah. playing football. That's why he went to and had his like Kundalini, Kundalini experience or yeah. something. And then the yeah, stones yeah. So gave I checked. him energy. I looked, and the guy, he was walking with his hands sort of like that. And he looked face you. I'm pretty sure I saw David Icke today. You should have asked him to be on the podcast. Well, he passed me and I was already like, hang on. By the time it registered, because I was like, I recognise him from somewhere. It's hard with the masks. Yeah. Um, and then, I don't know, I'd have to like run up the escalator and that's not on. So. YouTube might ban us if we have David Icke on the podcast. But actually, I'm not I sure. Because, not. No, True Geordie had David Icke on the podcast. And then I'm going to start beef with True Geordie. No, I like True Geordie. He's all right. He can come on our podcast. Not I don't to. know who he is. But... Um, Oh, he's great. He's a uh, uh, he's a Geordie, and he um, yeah, he's he's really typecasting him. Okay. He's really muscly. He has this co-host. I'm not. <laughs> I'm, beef. I'm not that keen on. But then, like the episode afterwards, um, I yeah, think some had people David aren't on. some people aren't keen on co-hosts. <laughs> <laughs> the episode afterwards, the co-host, I forget his name. He was being like, "Yeah, we didn't bring up the lizard people stuff," and it's just like, "Oh, you wet wipe." You wet pipe. Don't mention the li- one thing you'd do. Don't mention the lizard people stuff. The episode after you've had David Icke on, like either bring it up to him or don't. Don't then like mention it afterwards. You know what I mean? Like either do or don't. Like say it with your chest or don't. Oh, I just remembered actually. No, like strange people are just attracted to me. I don't mean in a physical sense. Like they find me attractive. Some of them might. Probably do. <laughs> I mean, in the sense of like, maybe they just sense a vibe and they come and talk to me. Where I used to work, um, there, this guy came in who I affectionately called <laughs> Crazy DJ. Uh, oh, I shouldn't use his name, should I? Crazy DJ Dave, right? Okay. Oh, he's not going to listen to this. What a creative name. No, he might listen to this. He thought um, he was not like deeply religious, but he was like quite old school biblical. I think he was in like his mid-30s, but he thought demons were in everything. 
Right. So he would come in and talk in to me. In a cereal. And he would he would write down like little like YouTube conspiracy theory videos like about how in Monsters Inc they're talking about uh, adrenochrome, you know the adrenoc. That's ad- not adrenochrome, the, the one that the elites like like harvest from children. Yes. Oh god, we're going to get demonetized already. Allegedly. Um, allegedly. But they also definitely don't because. Well, apparently Monsters Inc is an allegory for the billionaires doing that because it's all about harvesting the screams from children to use as energy and. Yeah. So what's Freddy Krueger then? I don't know. It was in the eighties. So like. I mean, I know him. he's a he's a pedo. That was his, I think. Yeah. But. Yeah, and that was secretively. He's a Freddy Krueger's a pedo. He yeah, don't ooh. exist. Yeah, he's a right nods. Yeah. So he would come in and just you know tell me things. So I'd be like, oh, do you like this conspiracy theorist? name a conspiracy theorist just to like get a gauge on where this guy's head was at and then he'd be like no because that person has demons uh. okay and then one day like he kind of i don't know he was bothering me a bit because he would you know, go on for like 45 minutes and i'd get kind of told off for engaging with people like this whilst i was going to be working so i said to him you know i don't believe in like i believe jesus did exist at one point but i don't believe that he was you know this sort of son of god parable whatever i don't believe in like literal biblical demons either and then he never came back in after that because i think he thought that i must have demons oh which is sad i saw him on the street once and like we had a little chat but that was the extent it's a shame they're so passionate until they think that you're made of demons (laughs) like that bit in dracula where which dracula uh the good one i haven't seen it keanu reeves the keanu reeves one I haven't seen it. I've watched some bits of it. Well, anyway, there's a person who's made of a... uh, Dracula turns himself into a tower of rats that all just, like, disperse. That's what I imagine. How big was the tower? Well, it was his height. He, like, goes into the shadows. That's not a tower, then, is it? If it's only, like... That's not even two metres, is it? Who was it? Gary Oldman? Yeah. How tall is he? That's not a tower. That's just, like, a a human-sized... It is for rats. I had rats. It's not a tower at all. How many rats could you stack at once? I reckon less than... I don't know. I hadn't tried with mine. Good. Mine were basically feral anyway. I loved those little buggers. My point is, that's how he probably perceived you. Just no, rats demons do see you. and then they flee. Rats do... Are we talking about how rats perceive... Because rats see humans basically as like really big rats. Like if you're their sort of... You know, if you have rats, not like just you have rats like in your walls, but if you have rats as pets, I don't like the word pets. I don't like those connotations. I like to think of them as just like animal friends. Yeah. Yeah. If you have rats as animal roommates or friends that are not feral and like eating parts of your wall. Yeah. When I had a cat, he wasn't a, I wasn't like his owner. He just lived there and, you know, did nothing to help with the rent. (laughs) He contributed nothing, but, you know, love. Of course scratches i did start watching the walking dead i'm only four episodes in so you don't don't i don't have the kind of time to watch it that you do i am not up to like season nine this is a segment of the show we're calling things that i've gone done read or watched or wait read or re- what i can't even english it's you very early for me what bad. time is it uh, it's half 12 <laughs> um rip rip for me yes the Walking Dead. I think I'm at the end of season nine now and they've deviated away from the... Co- You've not read the comic, so it doesn't really matter, but they deviated away from the comic quite a bit in a way that I just don't think actually added anything good to the show. It was kind of pointless and redundant, like killing off killing off a main character who survives in the comic to the end. Um, so it affects the other main character. But I don't think it was because of that. I think the reasons were slightly more to do with like financial or the child actor wasn't like that good so how would he read on from the no i don't know but i don't think yeah Mm. i don't think it was done for the sake of the storyline i think it was more done um i think the child actor was turning 18 like the year later and when you you have to pay them more yes you can renegotiate the contract so i think they well i I read someone say that on reddit so (laughs) that's not coming from an actual source what do you think of the walking dead so far i've enjoyed it so far but again they haven't quite got to the stage where as i understand it the walking dead has a pattern to it which is find a group of survivors get into interpersonal conflict with them the dead ruin the safe zone and then they run to the next one that just kind of keeps happening i saw that in a comment section i don't know how true that is 
but that hasn't really started to happen yet. And sadly, one of my favourite characters is like the worst person in it. Who? What, Merle. Oh, I didn't like him. I like no, of course, like, no, of course, like you're not meant to really like Merle. He's a horrible man, but it's Michael Rooker, like the actor. He's great in everything. So I'm just aware of how much I like him. <laughs> well, I love Daryl, his younger brother, because Daryl, he's just like this big, gruff, always dirty, like man, like always literally covered in dirt. Yeah, crossbow um, boy. But he's got like, he's a massive softie with a heart made of gold, really. And he's really nice with like, he's really nice to the children. That's important. Um, he's really cool. Carol, they changed her completely from the comic because in the comic, Carol. Have I, have I met Carol yet? Um, she's got the short gray hair. Does she have an abusive husband at the start? Yes. Yeah. In the comic, spoiler alert, she just lets herself get eaten because I know she just gets fed up. Doesn't happen in the show. She becomes a really good character. There's a character later on called Michonne who is played by the same actress in uh, Black Panther. I can't remember. What was her name? Kez Motion? In Black Panther. Up. You've seen that. I really like that film. It's good. How are you taking so long to Google something? Come on, young Jamie. What's this about? Yeah, if you want. <laughs> Tell me to fuck off. <laughs> you got you to gotta earn it. She played Okoye in is Black Panther. That his, is Okoye his love interest? Yeah, but she's badass. And then there's, this, um, there's a character called Ezekiel much later on. And I love him. He's not the guy with like the baseball bat or whatever no that's Who's Negan that and Negan oh Negan <laughs> okay I'm like aware of Negan memes Guess motion is shaking his head in front of the camera because I love Negan in the comics he's my favourite I knew about the whole him killing one of the main characters because when it happened at the time and I didn't watch the show at the time but social media was just awash with theories about how like the main like this character could still be alive and people were just like so mad and upset so reading the comic knowing that that was coming up I was expecting to hate this person because it's a really brutal death. He does. Um, but Negan in the comic is just like this big, brash, like boyish adult. Like he swears. There's this, um, <laughs> I would just like Ooh. screenshots. No, no, but like this, the swears he does is very child. I'm a big child, basically. Like he'll be like, for fucked, fuckedy, fucking fucked piece of fucking shit. Like that's a sentence that he would say in the comic and he's just so funny and he's really good with the kids and stuff and in in the why show why are all these characters so good with the kids oh because it's just because uh, there's barely any kids at the end of the world That's you know bad. so it's important if like they are nice to the kids because they carry on humanity um but in the in the show they definitely made the saviors way more savage in the comic it's not amazing what they're doing but you can still kind of justify a lot of negan's actions in the comic with like his character arc and what he's done to survive up until that point in the show you you can't because they're way more savage and brutal but i i what's, what's his name jeffrey dean morgan who plays negan at first i wasn't oh you know because the idea of the character in my head from the comic um was a little because they can't say like fuck on which is literally like, amc whatever it was three originally. quarters of negan's dialogue is him just saying fuck <laughs> Um, but he's also, he's just so funny as well. <laughs> and he has like principles and morals. Like someone, how much can I ruin for you? All of it. Like there's 11 seasons. I don't think I'm going to get around to all of it. So someone uh, from Rick's group goes up to Negan behind like Rick's back. And it's like, I think you should kill Rick because since he's got here, he's made everything worse. And Negan's like, you know, Rick hates me, but he's working for me. And that takes a lot of guts. You, you've gone behind his back to try to off him because you want me to do your dirty work. Where are your guts? You have none. And he cuts open his stomach and all the guts like intestines pull out. And he's like, oh, silly me. There they are. How wrong was I? I've never been so wrong in my life. And the panel in the comic is him like that. <laughs> it's just, and they do that in the show as well. And I was like, oh, I love this. So like- Was there any classical music playing? Because how aroused were you? <laughs> that on a scale no, of- There's no classical music in that part. Oh, good. Okay. So. But Negan, in the sh Negan is like my favorite character, and then like Ezekiel, Michonne, yeah. like all these characters that you've got to watch it because is I'll it get, is good. I'll get, I'll do it in pieces. I'll do it in pieces. Have you read anything recently? Hmm? Have you read anything recently? This is the reading corner and no, media just me corner. being like, oh my god, Negan, he's just so like he's my favorite. Um, no. You read The Walking Dead, but that, well, I did. was that recently? Yeah, it was like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. I've been listening to, I've been listening to Anna Karenina. Um, because I tried to read it, but Leo Tolstoy, it's Tolstoy, he 
does that thing where the the text is just like blocks. And it's like yeah. I'm not reading paragraphs like this big because like that's annoying for my eyes because they, you know what I mean. I can't focus properly on it. Mm. But the thing is, it's taken quite a while to get through Anna Karenina because the audiobook is forty hours long. <clears throat> but I do enjoy it because I love. Um, is it nineteenth century Russian literature? Is it nineteenth century? I don't know. I enjoy that type of Russian literature because yeah. it's very. It's kind of like over the top. It's a bit like a soap opera. It's the same with The Idiot by Dostoevsky. I love that too. But in like in Anna Karenina, there's this bit where this man is talking about how, oh, this other man, I don't know who it was, is having a tantrum. I've never seen him like that. He shook his stick at his doctor and it's just so melodramatic. <laughs> what have you been doing? I'm just coming to the end of the Odyssey and I've got it here because I wanted to get the quote right. It's on page 228, I'm sure. Because this made me like Odysseus more. Because at the moment, I just, the characterization in this isn't, it's very poetic. So no one's like that individual. Everyone's described as God like this or God like that. Dawn has like rosy, rosy fingers. Rosy fingers. Yeah. I listened to the audiobook of the Odyssey as well. And just rosy, Dawn crept across the sky with rosy fingers. Like Rosy fingered Dawn thumbed open the New Day's crack. Yeah. The <laughs> New Day's crack. That sounds so wrong. That's Garth Morangi. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a reason. I didn't come up with that. I'm not that funny. I never will be. Um, <laughs> Odysseus debated whether to leap at the fellow and kill him with his staff, or to lift him by his middle and smash his head on the ground. To listeners, that's a suplex being described. I love the idea of a Greek hero just getting someone by the middle and bam, Kurt Angle. There's a great book, uh, no, there's a great bit in because again i listened to the audiobook of the odyssey just because i don't know convenient isn't it and there's a great bit where odysseus calls someone a bitch and he's like you bitch that's the servant woman i read that chapter today waiting for you on your doorstep yeah and then he kills all the servants it's great i really liked the odyssey fair enough i mean that's not all i took from it just liking the no wait he doesn't <laughs> kill the servants what am i on about he killed like some of the maids the who had Maybe the crafty the ones, maids. The ones that had been shagging the the, the, the suitors. suitors. Yeah. The suitors who were just staying at his house for years eating all of his food. Like, what? Like I said Bang before, order. Like I said before, you kind of admire it after a while because no one was stopping him. They knew what they wanted and they took it. How do you pronounce his son's name? Telemachus. Telemachus. Sort of. I don't know. Could, yeah. Could be 20 wrong. wasn't doing anything. What about it, the dog? The dog that the was like August. 30 years old. Argus. No, he was 20. Well, no, if Odysseus was gone for 20 years... Well, he raised him as a... It was a, like a puppy, maybe a year old, if that, when he was born. So, and then Odysseus is gone for 20 years. That dog must have been so rickety. <laughs> he died on a dung heap. But if Odysseus only had him for like a year, why would you have that much loyalty for someone that you've known for a year to then wait around for them for 20 years? Sorry, what a fucking simp. I would never. And I love animals, but come on, come on, dog, get it Jesus. together. No, that's ridiculous. That's, that's simpish behavior. Why would you do that? Would you do that? You've known someone for a year and then you just like sit around and wait for them for 20 years whilst they're doing God knows what, shagging that uh, goddess or no, the, the spirit, the nymph on the island. Yeah, Calypso. I wasn't happy about that. I was like, you've got For a wife seven years. what are you doing? For seven years. And then, <laughs> and then, Athena shows up and tells him, oh, build a ship. He didn't think of that on his own. Genius Odysseus. I'm starting to think he wasn't that eager to get home. <laughs> oh, well, time to be on our way now. Look, you're structuring the show. So, yes, okay. you have to do the lead well, into mean, the topics. Because I've left the structuring of this to you because... Um, I'm a very busy person. Yeah, well, going on from The Walking Dead then, what's your favourite style of horror? In TVs and movies, and books maybe as well? Because like, you've read The Shining, haven't you? Oh, yeah, I've read like the majority of Stephen King's work, short stories and everything. Because um, I'm well into supernatural horror. I know some people like the sort of, almost like criminal psychology style, like thriller stuff. I'm less interested. I like... I like ghosts and demons, but only when it's done well. Oh, yeah, I don't do much. Or when it's done of... really, really badly. <laughs> yeah, I don't do a lot of criminal stuff. I think I do the supernatural, like, alien horror. I don't know. What used to scare me as a child? Um, the Sixth Sense used to scare me quite a bit. I still haven't seen that. As a... Oh, well. Should have watched that in preparation. But, the, yeah, no, the didn't you say the burned lady? No, the one that that was the end. The one that got me was this girl who had been 
uh, murdered by her stepmother. Um, step, I believe it was the stepmother, not the mother. Was giving her poison. So when that's like a German fairy tale death. When what's his name in The Shining? Hey, when Haley Joel Osment sees this you mean girl, the sixth sense. She, not the she, what am I talking about? The sixth sense. When Haley Joel Osment sees this girl, she's just like vomiting a lot, and like she's like oh kind of chasing God, yeah. after him and vomiting. And then you see, you see the sixth sense, surely, because motion. Come on, you're gonna be a you're gonna be an all star f- filmographer, videographer, director. And even seen the sixth sense signs that you sitting to... over there like George Lucas not getting up. <laughs> signs that used to ship me up as well. The bit where um... coming out of the bush. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I hit that's... my head on my shelf because I jumped. It's burned into my memory. It was like eleven, so it's fine. I thought that bit was really good. There's another one um, which I saw a few years ago, and like the rest of the film isn't great, but it's called Dark Skies, and that that also has an alien that visits a kid in his room. And it's just, there's like one unnerving bit. And that got me. But the, yeah, the rest of the movie is a bit of a disappointment. I've got this thing. And I mean, a thing as in like a paranoid fear. <laughs> this is so stupid to admit. I know it's stupid, but it is irrational. I have this thing where I don't like, I don't like looking outside of windows at nighttime. And I grew up in like the countryside, which doesn't mean I was surrounded by fields, but you know, we actually had gardens and starry nights and there were fields. But I had this thing where I just get like, I'm so sure that my mum's house, she doesn't live there anymore, but I'm so sure it was haunted because at nighttime when I was by myself, like downstairs in the living room, it just had negative vibes. Like it just had, you, you had this constant feeling of like something might be watching you. There might be something else, not like ghosts or anything, but just there was a negative vibe like to it. So I'd get scared going into the kitchen um because i'd worry about looking outside the window and seeing aliens in the garden and look, i'd love to meet an alien but it's just like this fear i don't know where it came context from. is important <laughs> i don't know where it comes from <laughs> yeah so i have like a bit of a irrational fear about because i think i read too many stories as a kid of like uh the what was it the kentucky hopskinville goblins where like this farmhouse was sort of laid under siege one night by these uh metallic sort of like they, they were wearing like metallic suits because they shot at these aliens these little like goblin type there's a pokemon named after there's pokemon based on these hopskinville goblins um the the local sheriff like even came to the house uh, yeah, when they were shooting at the aliens, like they were ricocheting, and the aliens they were like climbing all over the house and like peering through the windows. So I think like I read too I much about that. Thought this was that. just the plot to Gremlins. No, no, no. This is an actual thing. I think it happens in the sixties, whatever. And um, you know, deniers of it say, <laughs> deniers of it say that there was like this circus that was nearby, like a traveling circus, and they reckon just some monkeys had escaped from the circus and was like climbing over this house. It's like, oh yeah, were they bulletproof? Get out. <laughs> So I think that's where it comes from, not wanting to look outside the windows at night, just in case there's like, imagine like there's an alien with like a massive noggin just like staring at you. That would shit anyone up. It's horrible. No, I mean, in fairness, people want to meet other people, you know, for partners, romantic relationships. You don't want to meet the ones who follow you home at night. There's a difference. An alien you meet out in the street, totally different. Yeah, I'd invite an alien onto this podcast. In fact, I'd like to think that if an alien is going to go onto a podcast, I deserve it the most out of everyone in the world. Do not really annoys me. Do not really grinds my gears about this. Um, I totally, like, you know, Men in Black, the film, Will Smith, sick. I do think that there is something like that going on where they're just, you know, in the secret industrial military complex, there are some military officials that are chatting with aliens right now and just discussing things. Not world domination, but just, I don't know, shooting the shit, having a cigarette, talking, a bit like Paul. Paul, Seth yeah. Rogen, yeah. And that annoys me to no end because, sure, they've spent like 40-plus years of their career working in the secret industrial military complex, but I deserve it more. I deserve to talk to an alien more and share a cigarette. Granted, and I like Paul as well. It was one of the few Seth Rogen films I enjoy. Yeah, he was I good in that. It was, was, it was good. That he was film, matched was up good. well for that. Yeah. So after last week's podcast, I was talking to Rachel about things that scared us as kids, like TV shows and films and things. Not not even stuff that you weren't quite ready to watch as a kid, but like children's content that was scary. And we were trying to decide, is it good for kids? Or, I mean, I guess it varies. But I really enjoyed being frightened as a child. But like silly things, like in the Moomins, which was 
hugely formative because they're Finnish and I'm half Finnish. So I saw it in the original language. And um, there's like a few monsters and things in that that really got to me. Especially because when you go out at night in Finland when it's been snowing, it looks exactly like the show. So I was just waiting to hear the like the monsters' voices and things in the woods, um, and like other other little cartoons and stuff that they used they used to make. And I think it's potentially less prevalent now that you just like scare kids. I think it's all right. I'm getting like a flashback to a memory of. Uh, well, I loved Pingu. I might still have a Pingu the penguin toy. Is it the giant seal face? No, 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 no. <laughs> There's this episode where he gets, um, he's like skating around on this little barrel thing with his seal friend. And then somehow he gets trapped under the ice in this underground cavern and he's walking through. And at the end, obviously he gets out because it's a kid's show. But that <laughs> used to shit me the fuck up. Because I just like, yeah, overactive imagination. What if he'd never got out of the ice and then he just died underneath, like underneath the ice all alone, scared. Yeah. Well, we were talking... Uh, Rachel and I about Noddy, you, you know Noddy in like the little red and yellow car. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Vaguely. There's a there's an episode, and it's also like an audio book or like the cassette that you can like read along with, where he gets mugged, what, and carjacked <laughs> in the woods by goblins. No way. That was so traumatic. I I had that like read to me as a kid, and then I listened to the tape. Usually when I was like ill already, I think once I was like I had a fever. And so I kind of like dreamt about it afterwards and it became real. So I was just kind of like there getting carjacked with Noddy. Fucking bizarre. Yeah, I, I think... can't remember how it ended. I don't know. I, I assume he got away. That wasn't the end of... <laughs> <laughs> That's not how they wrapped Noddy. It wasn't the Sopranos. Yeah, I think I did enjoy being scared as a kid. I certainly Within reason, sought like, out yeah. things like that. Like, um, I really liked The Mummy. I watched that quite the... young. The... Brendan Fraser, the first, the first one. movie. Yeah, but again, the bit where is his name Benji, or is it Benny? Benny. Um, yeah, 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 Benny. When he gets trapped in the cavern, at the, like that used to kind of get me. You know, right at the end, he gets oh, uh, the, the... the door goes down, and like you know, Brendan Fraser tries to save him, but and then he gets eaten alive by the scarab beetles. I was massively I into ancient hated Egypt. Hated those scarab beetles, mm. just in general. I mean, I, I'm sure they, they aren't flesh-eating. Well, go but they go under the skin. Anything that goes Omad, under your skin. Omad Dijali. Omad Dijali. Sorry. Sorry. I butcher, I butcher every other word like in the English language. Yeah, so it's fine. That's not... <laughs> yeah, my pronunciations in Japanese are all right. So, you know, I think I just have a weird thing going on in my brain about the English language. But Omad, um, when... Omid. <laughs> Omid. Sorry, did it again. When they go under his skin, they go, and then he runs like headfirst into a wall and dies. Bruh. What a way to go. Moment. <laughs> Jesus. What other things used to scare you? What other like bits of media as a kid? I'm going to take it back to the Moomins for a second, just because they did a TV movie where a comet. They clearly did. They did. It's yeah, on they, your they, mind. they messed me up. Um, no, there's a. There's a TV movie, Comet in Moominland, mm -hmm. and it's apocalyptic. Um, like, the sea retreats, the sky is on fire, people are fleeing for their lives, and there's a bit where with a, there's like a cat in peril, and I can't, I can't deal with that, even now. I still, like, worry. I've seen it a couple of years ago, and I'm still like, oh my god, I hope he saves that cat. I, of course he does. Is this a kid's show? Yeah. Why was it apocalyptic? You genuinely feel like the world might be ending. Like Why? Whose idea was that? Who did Coke and thought that'd be a good idea for a kid's show? It was written by um, a Swedish Finn called Toby Jansson. Mm. And it was animated in Japan. And it's amazing, like hand-drawn animation. And the the score is haunting. There's like there's like eerie flute music going on. So that, nope, nope. Um, and yeah, they all flee to like these seaside cliffs. And they just wait out to die in a children's show. And then everything's fine. The comet just passes by because they thought it had like an Earth trajectory. And it just goes by. Fine. The sea rushes in. ends with them all playing in the sea. But my God, it's a rough ride. I read an article the other day. Like apparently a um, quite a big asteroid is going to pass close to Earth. And the, the title of this fucking article was like, China want to fire missiles at the asteroid to blow it up. But then I read the article and actually it just, it, 
seems highly unlikely that we're all going to get obliterated by this asteroid. So it's just the media being well, over-sensationalist. But big is this asteroid? What's that going to do to all the astrologers out there? Yeah. What's this doing to my rising sign? Do I have an excuse to be a complete prick for about a month? <laughs> There's an asteroid all up in your business. Don't worry about it. Two things. Number one, just want to interject with the kids' show thing. A kids' show that is surprisingly good for adults to watch lazy town i went through this phase a few years ago like in my early 20s where i just decided i was just gonna watch lazy town i think um uh stefan carlson i think it was when he'd been diagnosed with cancer terminal cancer which one was he was robbie he... robbie rotten robbie rotten and he was amazing yeah. he was like born to do that role he was such a good actor and you know I'm going to get emotional, actually, because I, re I really liked him. It was really, really sad. I think it takes a lot to do, um, like, acting kid shows because it's a totally different style of performance. Like, he, was, he was almost like an Icelandic Jim Carrey, or is Jim Carrey a Canadian-American Stefan Carlson? I'm amazed you know his name as well. Because normally... I'm going to Google it really quickly because I'm sure I've got that wrong. Why is he like Jim Carrey? Does he just move his face a lot? Or is it, like, impressions and things? Because Jim Carrey's known for his, like, facial... Stefan Carl Stephenson. So I was almost right. Sorry about that. Everyone. Sorry for getting that wrong. But Stefan... <laughs> Sorry, I'm a Jalali. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just an idiot. Um, why was he like Jim Carrey? Yes, the facial expressions. I think he also uh, I think he also did play the Grinch, like a stage performance um, version. He was really... You could see, I can see Stephen that, Carl as like I haven't the watched the show, but I've seen like clips of him. So I was watching it like as an adult. Obviously, I'd watched it as a teenager. <laughs> Even that is too old to be watching later. Like it's for your eight-year-olds. Um, but I was watching it like as an adult, and it was really fucking funny. Like there's so many memes of it because it's genuinely like a really funny show. Is it because I've never seen an episode of SpongeBob? But people tell me that's great for adults. There's like lots of little things in there that as a kid, pass you right by, like, depression memes and mm. all sorts. I've never seen it, but is it worth me? Probably. Uh, I watched the SpongeBob SquarePants film in the cinema. I How was old? like, I don't, I was, uh, I, I don't know. Not, not a teenager. I don't know. Okay. I'm going to say that. Had David Hasselhoff in it. He, like, shoots them out of his pecs at one point because he saves them. Is he, like, live action? Yeah. David Hasselhoff. Yeah, because they get brought up to land and they turn literally into like a sponge. A sponge and a, and a starfish. I've seen this, yeah. I thought I'd dreamt that. <laughs> I know, it's like a fever dream. Anything I, with David Hasselhoff, I'm like, I'm sure that didn't happen. I was always more of a Fairly Odd Parents type of gal, though. I really liked Fairly Odd Parents. That was ahead of its time. That was, yeah, that was good. Like, that was, oh my God, that was so funny, actually. Um, Timmy Turner's dad. Did you ever watch Fairly Odd Parents? Timmy Turner's dad was no. a laugh riot. And he had this whole thing about his neighbor, Dinkleberg. I like try and base my personalities off of like larger than life fucking idiots. <laughs> like cartoon characters. Like I used to kind of think I was Bart Simpson. I was like eight. I went through this. Not actually thinking. I didn't look at myself and be like, wow, I'm 2D. But I just. Basically the same. I emulated a lot of his behaviors. Oh God, I don't know if I should. So, one time I Did might. Did you ever cut the head off a monument? If there had been a monument in my hometown, my God, I would have tried. Because I've heard people aren't fond of messing with monuments these oh, days. Oh, yeah. Um, moving swiftly on. No, but uh, once my mum got called by the head teacher because we were about eight, but me and my childhood bestie, um, we decided to emulate an episode of The Simpsons we'd seen where Bart sells his soul. And I, I, I like me and my, me and my little childhood bestie, I mean, I don't. <laughs> so I bought his soul basically for a fiver. I gave him a fiver at school, I and mean, we're not meant to like we're eight years old. We're not meant to have cash on the playground or anything. And I at think, eight years old, five pounds. Yeah, yeah, I'd saved up for that bit of soul. Holy shit! You would, you weren't messing around. I really wanted his soul. Loved that guy. <laughs> we remained friends for like you know a long time. What? Well, you had to because... Oh, I had his soul. Yeah. No, but then like so the teachers found out somehow and we got called to the head teacher's office. So I immediately just started fake crying to get out of trouble. Um, Did you fake faint? I didn't fake faint. <laughs> Great video though on Critical's channel. It's like some Karen, I don't know, it's a recent video put up. Well funny, this woman fake faints. You've got to watch it. I was in stitches. My insides were hurting from laughing so much. That doesn't happen. 
uh, with YouTubers that much. What's wrong about? Yeah, so anyway, then we get like, you got called to the head teacher's office and they framed it as, well, you shouldn't be having money at school and that's what you're in for. But we can see it's just a, you kids being kids, you're being silly. My mum told me years later, she got a call from the head teacher being like, so your daughter is buying souls on the playground. <laughs> they thought I was like some sort of future cult leader. Maybe you are demonic. Maybe I am full of demons. Are you full of de You're like legion. I don't Elise know what is, that is. Elise is many. I don't know what that is. What's a legion? I know about the legion in Fallout New Vegas. So I'm Kaiser. Legion is um, from the Bible. Jesus um, exercises a guy. I think it's like one of the few actual exorcisms in the Bible. I don't think there are many. I think it might just be the one. Um, and he meets a guy who says, we are legion because we're many. And it's like 80 or more, possibly hundreds of demons all in this one guy. Um, so Jesus exercises him and they all go into like this flock of pigs and the pigs run over a cliff. That's you. <laughs> That's like that Star Trek episode where they get assimilated. The Borg? Yes. And there's also, um, there's this kids book. Why are you laughing? What? I'm not the Borg. The Borg Queen. I don't even watch Star Trek. There's one episode. Fan my art, dad fan watches art Star of Elise. Fan art of Elise as the Borg Queen. <laughs> I'll like it. She won't. There's one episode of Star Trek that I actually sat and watched recently. And that's called The Inner Light. Where he has this whole, uh, he touches this like old artifact. And he has this whole life on this planet. But only 20 minutes have really passed in real time. And that would fuck you up. Like he has a family. He thinks that him being on the Enterprise was just some sort of fever dream he had. And the planet was dying. And they, like the race had died thousands of years ago. So he left like this monument so that um, their memory could be kept alive somehow. Like, but he has a whole family, grandkids. And then he dies and then just comes back and it's only been 20. That'd fuck you up. Imagine. That's a horrible episode. Anyway. Star Trek's actually pretty good for horror. In a lot that of aspects. Is, that's like, like complete psychological horror. That's horrible. I can think of, imagine I have this whole life and I'll just wake up somewhere else and I don't know, like I just knocked my head um, and just been knocked out for like 20 minutes on a different planet. There's an episode with um, Patrick Stewart in and it's super dark because he goes back to Earth mm. for like a, like stress relief holiday to deal with his trauma. He goes back and like hangs out with his brother at this vineyard that they own. But it's after Patrick Stewart has been assimilated by the Borg mm -hmm. and was controlled and then enacted a genocide on some people. He, I think he was responsible, but like he pressed a button and killed thousands and thousands of people. And then he was released and then he has to deal with this. And he just has this breakdown with his brother. It's, it's more than I expected from star trek because i didn't really watch it as a kid i didn't really like sci-fi as a child unless it was star wars because that wasn't sci-fi it was mm -hmm. fantasy in space so yeah there's, there's more to that show although i love all the bad sets it's probably one of my favorite things about star trek when it's a bit hammy when um who's that guy william shatner yeah who acts like this when he um like that's how he acts <laughs> don't he's laugh better at me. than that <laughs> when he fights that literal reptilian on that planet like gets, into a, like gets into a fist fight fights the gorn yeah there was this um kids book series called the animorphs and that was sort of about um these brain slugs called i think they're called slugs and they're going through your ear and then like they you're conscious but they've taken complete control of like your body and they were trying to you know have domination all of these planets and then at the end like a new foe like a new challenger appears spoiler alert for anyone on that and that's sort of like a borg type assimilating different people thing wait that was in animals yep isn't that where they just turn into animals yeah Th with those cool covers that Did like you see at the library what but i never read any of those as a kid because... were they like holographic yeah yeah the covers, so, so like could, half like... as animal wait did the brain slug cause the animal mutation or oh, no so let's get into the lore of it i never read any of those as a child because they never had like you know the book one and because the, there's like 50 of these books oh yeah because they're children's books and actually they're relatively thin yeah you, you can, can get, get through them in like you can get through one in like an hour or two yeah um probably about two hours being a bit gener generous there <laughs> pretending i'm smarter than i am about two hours for like one book um, dostoevsky animorphs <laughs> so i'm a varied content creator um, but I was just bored at work, so I decided to start reading the Animorphs. And I think I got up to like book fifteen or whatever. And oh, me, 
That's well, a slow I, day. <laughs> not all in one day. Oh, okay. Just like over, you know, the course of a few weeks. And then I sort of lost a bit of like, uh, lost a bit of steam of it. But no, so the slugs are like this alien race that are taking over, like ha- having host bodies and taking over. Um, I can't remember any of the technical, dare I say, terms of these. But they can, those kids can turn into animals because like this alien from like this different race who he doesn't have a mouth but he has like four eyes and sort of like the body of like a blue deer and um yeah he's like this prince and he crash lands onto earth and the kids see it and then he shares like the technology with them so they can rewrite their dna and turn into animals but they can only so they have to like touch the animal to get the dna so they have to like guard tigers at one point, like touch the tigers to absorb the DNA. And they can only be in animal form for two hours, any longer than that. And they get stuck in the animal form forever. And one of the kids gets stuck as like a hawk. Yeah. That's not the worst animal to get stuck as. But there's a lot of like existentialism with her because like each book is from a different character's perspective. So when it's hawk boys, as I'm going to affectionately <laughs> call him, um, he begins to, because like, they have to battle initially when they morph into animals um, to fight against like the animal's sort of like instincts, you know? So they'll lose control for the first 10 minutes, but then be fine. But because he's stuck in hawk form, he starts to lose his humanity quite a bit. He tries to like stick with being more human and like, you know, eating hamburgers or whatever, but slowly it just starts to turn into, no, he's eating like mice and rats and flying around. And it's very existentialist. And like, they're really dark books for children because it is about war and the ending is not like one of the main characters gets killed and the ending is not positive because you know they defeat although i don't know if they defeat the the, so the slurgs have their own motive i love the they, way you're saying that i what? know it's the name of them but it it really sounds like you're just trying to put a lot of spin on the word slug the the slug i think it's slurgs kes motion can you look it up as if it's slurgs or not the slurgs Could have their own motives potentially be completely different and yeah, you've just probably, misremembered probably i misremember a lot of things but the slurgs basically animorphs a n i well, it'll say, like, you know, the main antagonist. You search for that, you tell me a story. Well, the slurgs have their own motives, and that's that they can't... They're called the Yurks. What are the slurgs, then? What Google slurgs quickly. See where I've got that from. Uh, I believe that's from Abe's Odyssey, actually. No, Abe's Exodus. Google slurgs. Yeah. What are they called? The Yurks. The Yurks. What was I talking about? Slugs is from Abe's Exodus, and it's these little slugs that you don't, you make sure you don't step on, otherwise the fleeches wake up and then they eat you. The what? The fleeches? No, you just... <laughs> you're just making stuff say, up. Say a few things from Abe's Odyssey. Say some of the names, because I think Maduckans, it makes... Maduckans, Gluckans, Sligs, Slogs. Yeah, it sounds like you're having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't invent it. Lord Lanning did. Okay, so the Yerks. Sorry. That, well... <laughs> The, you know, the vowel bit was kind of like, you know, ooh, kind of, you know, saying fuck, fuck off. So I get things wrong It's been wrong a while. Sometimes. You haven't read Animorphs for, you know, six months or so. For about a year. Look, I just know so much stuff, right? Because I'm so much smarter than everyone that sometimes I misremember things. They are actually slug-like creatures. Yeah, they are slug-like. They're brain slugs. So not, f- and, and slugs in Exodus are tiny little slugs that have no relevance to anything other than don't step on them or it will alert the fleeches to your movements. The yurks, but they have their own motives, right? Because um, they can't like see anything. So when they take over a host's body, they suddenly like can see and actually do more things because they're just slugs. So they're kind of sick of being the way that they are, but then they have like this evil ruler. So like most of them aren't actually bad. They just want a better existence than like having no senses essentially they have their own little agenda but they win or like they form some sort of alliance with the slugs i don't know but then a new challenger appears and it ends on like this cliffhanger of um as i read all about this i do that like i'll read something on the wikipedia ends in this cliffhanger of like you know the main character crashing his ship into like the ship of like this i think he's called the one who's like assimilating everyone um and the author had to like write this note that yeah it's this is not a good ending because war often ends and then leads directly into another war. And if you're unsatisfied with this ending, then carry that feeling with you. And remember this feeling of how you don't want pointless wars and pointless deaths when, you, when you're old enough to go vote for people. And I was like, damn, that author really came for them. Well played. Who, the, who are they written by? This um, husband and wife duo. and But they had, I think they did the first 
20 or so and then the others were ghostwritten because they were having to like crank out one either a week or one a month or something they had to like crank them out yeah i think enid blyton who wrote like famous five was writing like a book a week at one point but i think the plots were very similar there's a romance novelist i think she's about 70 or so and i read her sort of daily routine and it is literally just like write eat a chocolate bar sleep for about three hours or so write some more but she comes up with like door stoppers every year but they all follow like similar like similar okay, plots yeah. after a while you know but they're still like this fucking big audio listeners they're still like fucking massive <laughs> you couldn't have given like inches or anything there just I, I do you think i know you measurement do you think i know how big like this is this i don't know what's that four inches i don't know what's that four yeah four but that's hefty space don't reel so it don't matter does it like how big's that who cares it's all relative we might be seeing something completely different when i do that i might be green to you for all i know <laughs> maybe what else you got on the list kind of leads in from like animorphs and all like the rest of it sick like cryptids Ooh. animals that may or may not exist i don't know jury's out on that one i don't i'm so nervous in deep water that i kind of i think through my own insecurity and fear just do believe that nessie exists to the point where i like i wouldn't i wouldn't swim or take a small boat in loch ness i think i would i would just avoid it on the off chance that i'd get eaten by a dinosaur there's Oh. Do you remember that bit in that Spider-Man comic where where there's the swamp, like the reptilian that lives in the swamp, the lizard man, and the then lizard, like yeah. he knocks over someone's boat and he's like, "Get out of my swamp!" and they run away screaming, and then he's like, "I rule the swamp today, the swamp tomorrow, the world." And there was this fucking cracked article. This guy called Sean Baby, who was like one of the finest internet writers, like of that generation. I think I sent it to you because he did this whole article about it. And he I was like, he was like, what a fucking escalation. Like yeah. what delusions of grandeur. Like today the swamp, tomorrow the entire world. It's like you saying you could beat all of Ukraine, the continent, all the country in football. Same escalation, ridiculous. Yeah. I feel like there's just at least a step missing. <laughs> just somewhere in there. Swamp, question mark, world. Oh, do you know, we should have done this bit first. Maybe you can just cut it out, splice it at the beginning. Because I've got the other apology to make. I made some very unfair comments about Joe Rogan last week. So if we could just take a minute. Joe Rogan is it has a brain made of sandwich meat. You can apologize. I'm not. Well, one, one you're going to get the low one kick. One <laughs> Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. No, what's, what's funny right about this is I mean, he could probably kill me. He probably, like, no, he definitely could. Oh, well, he wouldn't yeah. though, because I'm just so charming. He'd probably secretly like me. I'm so delusional. I reckon that all the people that I sort of basically slag off the internet, I reckon they all just secretly like me. So you don't think he wouldn't do it to avoid legal ramifications? Like he'd be in the clear. He's so rich and powerful. He could kill you if he wanted to, and he'd get away with it. And be like, oh, do you remember when he? Do you remember when he killed that woman? Yeah, banter. But he no, he's things. just doing it because you're so charming. It's like he'd get here and be like, no. He'll be, he'll be like he'd be on his way. He'd be all like red in the face, like storming through this building. Take one look at me. He's always I'd... red in the face. <laughs> Flash of a smile, and all would be well. I reckon that like, everyone just secretly likes me. Anision, I think he secretly like. Well, he he's never like started on me ever, and he goes after anyone. Never My me. point is, what was your? Oh no, cryptids. <laughs> I've been on a, I've been on a little Loch Ness. Um... My dad took me to Loch Ness because I wanted to find the Loch Ness monster. How good is my dad? What a legend? How big was the boat? Um, like a small yacht. It wasn't like some okay. sort of rickety, you know, like rowboat. We're <laughs> doing that. We're taking on water. Um, it was an official like little tour across Loch and then like uh, Loch Ness, and we walked around it and we saw this rock that had a stick sticking up next to it. And you know, if you squinted, it kind of looked like oh, you could make that into this. So we took a picture of that. Hmm. You know, like found nessie um but i harbored some i harbor a lot of delusions well you said earlier you reckon nessie can talk no my childlike brain because i was about eight at the time kind of reasoned that nessie is definitely a plesiosaur and you know 400 or so million years however long it's been however long they were around for maybe the brain would grow and then they'd be able to 
talk and maybe if I, you know, really believed hard enough when I went to Loch Ness, I could make friends with the Loch Ness Monster because human friends weren't good enough for me. Why are you laughing? I used to have a shrine in my room and I'd pray to aliens, like asking them, please, can you abduct me? I don't want to go to school. I'm sick of this place. When I was a kid. That's... Scary. I had friends too. I had friends, but I was just... I'm wrong. elitist and humans just weren't good enough for me, I suppose. So yeah, I wanted to make friends with the Loch Ness Monster. Didn't really, don't think it happened. I'd like to make friends with, if there is one, I reckon there probably is a Bigfoot. There's definitely some sort a of big Bigfooted creature, yeah. yeah. They're, they're like a gentle woodland guide. What if they're not? What if he's... A real dick. Not, not even a savage. He's like sentient and sapient. He understands what he's doing. He can probably talk, maybe through sign language like Coco. Um... But he's just an asshole. Didn't you say that there's some sort of level in Red Dev Redemption or? Oh yeah. 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 Oh no, that's one of the most awful things I remember from a video game. Actually, um, Red Dead Redemption did uh, the expansion pack for Halloween, Undead Nightmare, and um, I did the mission wrong. You come across this crazy guy in the woods who says he's hunting Sasquatches. I didn't know there were actual Sasquatches in the game. I assumed he meant zombies mm -hmm. um so i was like whatever old man uh, <laughs> whatever old man so i went off i went off on my way but then i started seeing sasquatches so i started killing them as well um and then the mission kind of accidentally started and then you get to the the last one and you find him up against a tree and he's weeping and it turns out he can talk and what you've just done is genocided his family and there's no way to know this beforehand but i'd run out of ammo and because of the conversation tree I'd used, he said, please just kill me. So I tried, but all I had was a burning stick of wood. So I tried to bludgeon him to death with like a burning stick. He started to run away because he'd had enough. So I was just chasing this poor bastard down through the woods. I was like, oh, this is, this is too much for a game now. I'm, I've got to turn it off. I'm sad because I'm, I'm quite nice to animals and animal-like things. No. Why would you... Oh, why do you make me remember the story? <laughs> <laughs> right, so out of all the cryptids, you'd want to be friends with Bigfoot? Probably Bigfoot. Because Nessie just scares me. Um, I've got an aversion to, like... All the aquatic dinosaurs freak me out. Nessie's like a Pokemon. Like, actually... No, I don't I, like Lapras. Well, yeah. The starter, Get away. The starter that I first ever picked when I had Pokemon Red was Squirtle. Maybe it comes from that. Oh, no, it'd just be fun. Like, sit on its back, ride around the lock... The lock turtles very... don't. Turtles and tortoises don't count. They're nice. The lock is very um, not dirty. Murky. But if you, yeah, very murky. If you go down a few meters, you can't see your hand. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, uh, no. Things swimming up. God, that's why I don't like Godzilla. I mean, I like the films, but he, a gigantic lizard that lives under the sea that can turn ships over. It's like the worst thing I can possibly imagine. What about Cthulhu? Less so, because he's more squid-like. Squids, they're weird, but they don't... It's reptiles. I Octopi don't like. are little aliens, essentially. Yeah. They're very bizarre. There's a whole episode of, on ancient aliens about octopi. Octopi and ancient aliens. I don't know how they managed to connect the two. I, they oh, can wait. connect anything with ancient aliens. Wait, no, I remember. Kesmotion, we watched it, remember? The episode about octopus, octopi? We yeah we we do have little ancient alien binges because we're just dead set on finding about out about the truth of humanity. But yeah, octopi might be um might be aliens, basically alien alien spies. I heard the same thing about spiders. The octopus from outer space. The, the, the octopus, octopus from outer space. That is Cthulhu. Yeah, well Cthulhu makes me laugh. End of sentence. Yeah. No, Cthulhu makes me laugh because in the book when the sailors happen upon. Cthulhu, his dimensions are so alien to what they can comprehend that some of them just give up and die of shock. And that always makes me chuckle They die a of bit. like madness and shock instantly. Like instantly. Like imagine seeing something and being like, no, I'm out and then just <laughs> dying of shock. I'm checking out. <laughs> All right. Well, attached to that then, because we've got just enough time for questions. Oh, yes. Yeah, First one. What's your least favorite animal? I definitely know mine. 
None. I love all of the universe's creations. We all have our part in the circle of life and the animal kingdom. Spiders freak me out a little bit. I don't like the way that they move. Um, but I do accept that they have a role and they do it well to help with the equilibrium of the ecosystem. Yeah, I don't think there's any that I... That, like, I appreciate all of them. That's I'm nice. I'm not a bigot. That's nice. Your opinion is wrong. Because the correct answer is, of course, ticks. Fuck them. You can't feel them on you. They bite you once. You might get Lyme's disease. And that just messes you up. Why are you laughing about that in the background? Why are you laughing about that? How is it funny? What am I... There. Oh, yeah, no, one of my friend's parents got um, Lyme's disease. That's it. One and done. There's no... There's no cure for Lyme disease yet. You're just gone and it can happen. Like you could have one on you now, bitten. And now you've got Lyme disease. Ticks are the worst. Mosquitoes, yeah, they're kind of bad, but you can see them coming and you can kind of hear them and feel them. Um, spiders, scorpions, all the rest, like millipedes and stuff, they're weird, but then they're, they're not like little ninjas. Fleas are pretty bad, but yeah, no, ticks, ticks are definitely the worst. Now I'm going to live in fear of yeah, coming across good. any ticks. What the hell? Well, you live in the city. I don't think there are that m many ticks. It's more horse country where I'm from. Oh, I scrapped my plans for moving back to the countryside. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah, maybe urban urban sprawl just to avoid those fuckers. All right, I changed my answer. Ticks it is then. Do they do good. anything of Oh, wait, no. No, they do nothing of value. They suck wasps. your blood. They make wasps you sick. Don't... Wasps are fine. What? They're fine compared to ticks. Compared At least they're to ticks. no, because they're quite aesthetically pleasing as well. Wasps are quite well made. They're like a sports car. I have never looked at a wasp and thought, "Wow, what they're pretty cool." Like, have you not, good for you. Like on documentaries and stuff, uh, they they look really good. No, the only documentaries I've ever seen when they include wasps is how they like decimate whole beehives. Like one wasp will go in and like rip up all these bees, and bees are nice because like you know they're kind of fluffy. They're quite chill. You could you could stroke a bee. I've done it before. Like they're all right. They're they're chill. They're not going to attack you because, um, well, they don't want to die. Like because you know their sting yeah. rips out when when they sting you. Wasps they don't have that. Have you ever been stung by a wasp? I have. Oh, countless shit. times. I got one stuck in my t-shirt once. That was not a, not a great day. We have another question, and this one is more of a serious nature. So I'm going to preface that we're not professionals. In any capacity, I think if you've listened this far, you would know that. How does one find new friends after being in a toxic friend group for ages? They're too scared of cutting them off outright because they of the possibility of becoming lonely. My answer is sometimes it is better to be lonely for a bit than to stay in a toxic friend group. When I gave up drinking and drugs, I realized that quite a lot of the friends that I had were based upon like drinking and drugs. So like, I still had mates. Did it get a little bit lonely? Did I feel a little bit alienated and isolated? Do I still feel that way? Yes, but the alternative, it's better than the alternative of me like just being up all night like, on drugs seeing like dawn, rosy fingered coming up over the horizon. Like, oh God, I've done too much again. Yeah. I do that quite a lot. I think that's because like for years. Residual. <laughs> like that's what you do. Like, oh, that makes sense why I touch my nose all the time. Just like as a, what, learned? No, muscle memory. Yeah. Muscle memory of the old like, oh, drip back was nice though. Sorry, you're on. I'm gonna start like craving now, craving a little bit of coke. Well, there's help for that as well. No, I would say though, like, um, if you're like really worried, because some people feel loneliness really acutely, and if that's a problem, um, definitely just like find someone to talk to. Like, there's really good therapy out there, and you can do it online now because of COVID. Like, you can reach out, and some of my friends have done online therapy, and they, it's really helped. So. You know, if you need to leave a friendship group, because I've had the same. Mm -hmm. It's not nearly as bad. It's not like they were giving me drugs. But um, no, because I grew up in the countryside and there wasn't like much around. So I had friends of proximity. Mm -hmm. um, so we actually didn't have that much in common. And they end up being a drain. And if you've got ambitions to do something else, they can really hold you back. Um, so all your energy that could go into doing something better is just sapped away from you by people who don't want you to change. Because that's the one thing with friends as well. They're friends with you for often the wrong reasons. Um, like they don't want you to change or improve because that would reflect mm. quite badly on them sometimes. I had that when I was like, the amount of times that I would try to give up like drinking or coke or whatever, and then I'd have certain friends who I'm no longer friends with, who, um, you know, I'd give up the night 
like have a bit of alcohol be like i've got to stay away from coke and then they're giving me cocaine you know because they don't want and then when i did finally manage to go sober some of them were um very dismissive but very like oh so you're boring then i've never needed drugs to be interesting i am a fucking delight i have never needed drugs to be interesting i took drugs so other people were more interesting if anything <laughs> um that's not your advice is it don't no don't <laughs> take drugs uh it is now it, it with the internet it is easier than ever to access different communities um there were like people there's meetup groups and stuff now reopening based meet up off groups um Twitter and Instagram, you can actually make friends. I've, I speak to people all around the world, like partly because like my profession. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's easier than ever with the internet. And there are always like, there's 8 billion people on earth now. There's always someone that like you will be able to find. Yeah, you're you definitely, you're definitely never alone. Like I think one of the biggest fears is not, it's not the fear of the unknown for people. Like, oh, what if I, what if I ditch my friends and I can't find anyone? You definitely will. Especially if you're following your passions around. Um, most people fear leaving the shore they know, mm-hmm. like the familiar stuff mm-hmm. and leaving it behind. And that's partly because they like grieve the kind of person they used to be. Um, because even if your friends weren't great to you, they formed such a huge part of your life that, you know, um, if you go without them, you've suddenly become a whole different person and you can spend some time mourning that even if you don't realize it. But Life is a massive lesson in letting go of things. Sometimes you just need to let go. Yeah. That's all we do with life at the end anyway. So on that existential bombshell. How lovely. That's yeah. how I'm going to end every fucking episode. That's how I keep ending my YouTube videos. On that bombshell, that is the end of this episode of the Elise Easy podcast. So I hope you enjoyed it. Do remember to like, comment and subscribe. Leave us some nice comments. Sign up to the Patreon if you want to ask us questions and get our um, advice. And I guess we'll see you guys next time. See you next week. Bye.